This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Yessi, and I play Grimton Steadyhand, a fighter, paladin of Bahamut, special legionnaire of the Pandominion, and revolutionary in the Red Capes. And this is Advantage. Last time in episode 2.6, our team of heroes were still marred from torture and combat. As they madly scrambled through the Underdark to find some sort of calm respite, they came across a recently occupied chamber and an old enemy, one of King Greysunder's Warforged, whose torso had been torn open to reveal a heart carved from amethyst. As Grimton and the Ormains examined that mystery, the rest discovered their gear piled among pneumatic tubing and warforged plate armor. They did not have long to don their weapons before footsteps and voices could be heard coming closer, and soon entered a team of Grey Dwarves, an ancient, twisted clan called the Durgar, who had been corrupted by Mind Flayers and spurred on by the King that Crawls for centuries. The four Dwarves carried another warforged husk above their head. The battle was swift, leaving all four torturous Durgars slain as retribution for their crimes. And that's where we will pick up. First, where are they getting the Warforged bodies, and why are they collecting the Warforged bodies? These are all great questions. Let's bring them in character. You are all searching the bodies. Um, I'm going to let you guys roll investigation checks. Wow. Ulrich, you're going to check on Kelby and Loftrin, right? Yeah. Yes. Waftrin is now coming down from uh, their adrenaline high that they have been working through. It's obvious that fatigue is setting in as they realize that Kelby's, Kelby's gone. Waftrin does, or do I realize that? You're putting it together why Waftrin could not get Kelby up uh, off of the wall during the fight. Um, the first thing I'm going to do is, like, lay Kelby down instead of being, like, slumped against the wall. Just sort of gently. Before I can, like, properly address Kelby on an emotional level, Auric's going to turn to Waftrin and say, are you okay? Are you hurt in any way? <sighs> yes and no. There's there's no active bleeding. So, I uh, like, I'm physically all here i suppose how did you know kelby we were uh both captured at the same time we were hunting party with the uh the davrama and uh, were captured a few weeks ago um i'm going to continue talking to to wafter but before i do uh hey hey morlinde 
Um, I need you over here, please. Okay. What's going on? Kelby, Kelby has passed. Um, and I would appreciate it if you would perform the last rites. So I rolled a 20 on investigation, Joe. You definitely find this key, and I'm going to assume that you immediately go and unlock the gate? Yep, 100%. I'm going to look inside the saddlebags and all sorts of stuff. You open up those saddlebags, uh, and inside are your personal equipments, uh, like your cooking and your own personal bedrolls and like the stuff that was in your bags of holding and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You also find a couple different health potions, which is nice. You also find, Alaris, a two-foot clear glass rod that is topped with a small blood-red ruby, which is chiseled into the shape of a teardrop. And you've seen this rod before. Do okay. you remember where? Hmm. No, I don't remember where. I do. Where have I seen it? It's yeah. uh, when we were on the boat and uh, the Warforge took us and it, like, scanned him. Oh, it's a scanny rod? It's the scanny rod. Is it oh, the? Do we have any way of knowing if it's the exact same one or if it is just another similar to it? Alaris, go ahead and give me an Arcana check. Let's see if we can. Uh, you can divine some details from this. That's going to be more than twenty. A little nine. Yeah. Somewhere within uh, the magical weave that is interior to this rod, you're able to divine its its name. Uh, it's called a profile rod. You're also able to identify, like, remnants of what you feel to be uh, Grimton's spirit, and also the remnants of what you might recognize as Nexby's spirit. Mm. You can also give me a, a nature check for something completely different. Uh, 13. You're able to uh, identify the leather on these saddlebags as troglodyte leather. Ah. Interesting. Interesting. And also figure out their purpose. Those saddlebags sat on top of the uh, carrion crawlers. Gross. Oh, they rode them. Wow. So are they tame? Give me another nature check. Or an animal handling, maybe? <laughs> sure. 15 for animal handling. <laughs> you remember something um, that farmers uh, on the outside of the Azure Keep used to do to get stubborn mules to walk forward when they would just plant their feet in the middle of harvest? Where they put a carrot on the end of a stick? Sure. <laughs> sure. But how would they get the saddle on there without being, like, eaten first? Hmm. Interesting. And the carrot on the stick, if it's not totally clear yet, was Waftron and Kelby. Yeah, yeah. No, that, yeah. Right. Grimton, you and the other dwarves are analyzing the damage that is on this most recent addition to your Warforge collection. Right. Trying to identify, like, what wounds come from that's not necessarily a medicine role because these are not, these are constructs, not creatures. Some sort of... Um, I think it'd probably just be an investigation. I mean, I, yeah, give me an investigation check. 19. <laughs> Something absolutely involving fire happened to this Warforged. Uh, and you're able to tell that not only by uh, some of the melted pieces or like ends of the breastplate and other like extremities, but even the interiors, the pneumatic piping 
seems to have been expanded from the inside out at the joints. It seems to have popped. The interior steam escaped. So this has been superheated. Interesting. You're able to identify a similar cause of death to the Warforge that was already in the room now that you know what to look for. Gotcha. Is there uh, still an amethyst in this one? There is still an amethyst in this one. I retrieve it like I did with the one before it, and mm-hmm. I start to... Uh, I turn to Herrick and Briss and it's like, will you help me with the burial of this Durgar? Hey. We start to dig a grave for them, just a mass grave. Are you going to treat them with the same sort of uh, entombment respect that you would with dwarves back in Delve Deep? As close as we can get in an expedient manner. Sure. But yes. Um, in that case, it's less of a grave and more of a crypt. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. So I suppose you're going to take the bodies out and look for a proper place to uh, lay them to rest in a some sort of sealed off area away from scavengers? Yeah. We will cut away from you as you try to find that spot. I turn to Wafter and I ask, um, who do you traditionally pray to our um, spirit earth wheel, the spirit of uh, change in crops and seasons? It's unfortunate that... Uh, this Waftrin says, you asked uh, who we pray to Religion is just a trick that big people use to make little people give them things. We don't pray. Uh, I, I turn to... That's a, that's a fair concern. I turn to... Uh, Waftrin. Uh-huh. And say... Um, well, I won't fault you for not praying. The reality is that there are forces that act on this world and that will act on this world. And as much of a grievance as I have with both the gods and the spirits, letting Morlinde do this will be best for laying Kelby to rest. Would you be okay if I just prayed for protection and safety? Sure. If you don't want any, that's okay. What would you prefer? I'm, if it's meaningful to you, go for it. All right. Great Bear, I'm praying to you from what feels like so far away from home, and I know it feels like far away for our gnome friends as well. Protect Kelby in his next journey, wherever it is. Um, please protect the rest of us as well as we make it out of here alive. Um, would you like us to bring Kelby up with us or do you want us to leave him here I know you guys aren't you know family or anything with the Malnothri clan we tended to prefer burial either under a tree when possible or like near like flowers uh, in an area where our body can be returned to the soil in a useful way, sort of continuing on to, to serve and help our people, even in death. I'm not, I think that would be good for Kelby, too. I'm not sure I see any kind of rest like that down here. I agree. Hey, um, when we get up to the top, can you find some uh, 
some honeycomb and put that wherever you decide to to lay Kelby down. Cause you you prayed to you prayed to protection, whoever whoever you <laughs> your name is. Um, <laughs> you pr- you prayed to to something of protection. Yeah. Which reminded me of of a uh, of a festival that we uh, had back with the Davrama, and uh, we <laughs> we always took honeycomb out and gave it to uh, and offered and uh you can see Wafton at this point like kind of roll his eyes and do uh some quotation marks yeah. we would offer um the the spirits some are some of our best i'm gonna roll a d20 uh that's a 14 at this point Wafton passes out uh, I'd like to do a really quick medicine check to see if they just passed out or like. Oh shoot! They're still breathing. They are still breathing. This is the come down from the adrenaline high. Yeah, he's he's out. He's done. He's just is he just tired? Like like everything? It's just exhaustion. Uh, you'll assess it later. Okay. Well, let's go get him a bedroll. Yeah, a bedroll. While we're doing that, I'd like to turn to to Morlinde. As much as I really want to take Kelby somewhere um, better for a burial. I don't even know where we're going down here, um, and nor do I know when we'll return to the surface. I mean, I can create enough plant growth down here that his body could sustain something that is green and that is beautiful. My concern is that there's not any sun down here, and so I'm not sure what kind of plants because that was my that was my original thought was to just create something lush and gorgeous but but how would it be sustained i have an idea um and this this could i'm going to make an assumption joe that i overheard uh, grimton and them looking for a place to bury the the dwarves sure how about after we sleep here um in this room we turn this into the crypt for all those. And then I know that they were less than uh, pleasant when we interacted with them, but those uh, luminescent mushrooms that we saw when we came in, I think have a uh, way of being starkly beautiful and I think would suffice as best as possible uh, for Kelby. Those Kelby. aren't necessarily plants. No, fungi are definitely different, but... They're decomposers, which would be actually more fruitful, I think, in this environment. I agree. To perhaps be a light in the dark. Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.9. During recording, in the moment, I'm generally pretty good at predicting where episodes will likely begin and end. But this was an exception. I am genuinely floored and delighted by the cast's role-playing in this episode. They made a beautiful, lasting scene out of a moment that I expected to come and go quickly. Stay tuned. Thank you to our patrons who have made it possible to keep telling this story. Friends like our newest supporter, DB Tiger, who joined us last week, and just some guy who finally caught up after a two-month-long binge of the show. 
If you haven't seen our new digital storefront that we've got through TeePublic, absolutely take a look. Uh, there's a link on our website, advantagednd.com, where you'll find a bunch of regional map details, uh, character profiles, and all of our social media. Just a reminder that Dark Silver Forge is still offering uh, discounts to Advantage and now uh, DPN listeners. They have stunning zinc alloy sets. Their dice are five and a half times heavier than your standard plastic die and are absolutely beautiful. Steven, Yessi, and I have been fans for a long while. And now Sarah and Zach have joined us too. Dark Silver sent them their newest additions to the collection. Zach got the Dark Alpha set, which has this neat spacey digital look to him. And Sarah got some dope rainbow metal dice painted with a super readable uh, set of numbers so that they don't get lost in the beautiful, shiny, multicolored background. Uh, go see those for yourself at darksilverforge.com. Now don't forget that you can get 10% off by using the codes AdvantageDND or Darkmore, D-A-R-K-M-O-R-E, both no spaces and all caps. They were also kind enough to send me an extra set of dice too. In my possession is a Shadow Rogue set, which are beautiful, unique, coppery, rose gold. This set has the potential to be yours, listener, because we are developing plans for a giveaway series of sorts. Stay tuned uh, for next episode to hear details, but it will likely involve some personalized crituals designed by the cast and merch from our shop. If you have access to it, we would love your review on Apple Podcast app. Uh, basically, every feed gets its stats and info from iTunes, so leaving five stars there helps the show grow across all platforms. Uh, finally, if you're not on our Discord, come join our community there. People there see all the new info from the Darkmoor Podcast Network before it's ever released anywhere else. This show is better with friends, I promise, and the Discord is a great place to find them. All right, now let's get back to the show. Thank you. The camera comes in as you see three dwarves carrying a body through the tunnels. It is cinematically not very appealing because all of you have dark vision <laughs> and you didn't bring a torch. <laughs> so it's just darkness, but you can hear the conversations. I'm not seeing very many good spots. Nothing that would be equipped at least. Do I have to roll anything? See if I can find a better spot? Uh, yeah, you can roll a perception. Uh, 21 total. Tell me what you find. What's the perfect place? I imagine, like, a sort of place cut out in between uh, sections of the wall. Enough for bodies to fit into, kind of laying down, sort of raised above the floor. Mm -hmm. And just kind of slide the bodies in. So that someone passing by would just look away and like not think twice about it but emulating as closely as possible like the actual crypts that would be in her dearth. Uh, I think you find exactly that. You place uh, this first Duragar down in its spot and then are returning back to the chamber with all your stuff. Would that have been enough space for all the bodies? You could probably fit all of them in there with a 21. Alright. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, we would be returning to gather the rest of them, and then put them down in there and say a quick prayer. Morlinde, do you want to go ahead and, and engage with that conversation? Is Grimton back? Yeah, we're coming back for another body. 
So I have a thought yes. about how to create a sanctuary and also a consecrated gravesite, essentially, for um, our gnome friend who has who has died, as well as maybe a crypt area for some of the dwarves who are dead. Um, or did you find a place for those dwarves? We found a place that would be fitting. I don't think we've looked in their quarters yet, but we okay. might find something similar there. No, so what I was thinking was... Um, because gnomes, uh, I found out, like to be buried in places that are green and lush. Um, however, that is not really something we can do down here. Uh, consecrating it um, and creating a place that uh, kind of phases into the, the fey dark so that it can be green and lush and less, less evil and scary than our current underdark KV situation. And in a safer, peaceful place to put these people to rest. Do you think that could be something that would work for um, our, our our great dwarven folk? I think that would do just as well as long as it is consecrated along with whatever spirit you have in mind. Yeah. Along with the forces of Moradin as well. Okay. Definitely don't have the energy to handle all of that right now but if we could rest here for a bit on our way out we could make this like that really uh special consecrated uh resting place for these people i think that will do nicely that's fantastic um and now i think we're gonna stay up and keep watch Auric takes the first watch you know i've been thinking about this like Merlinda, you just go in a trance, right? Yeah, I technically don't like sleep when I rest. I just like yeah. yoga that shit. You can just keep watch and we can get a good night's sleep. Then yeah. You know? I can take all the watches. Yeah, so I'm just gonna go to sleep. Lucky you. It's been a long day. So I found all of our belongings, right? Yeah. Everything that you were tramping around with. Is there anything written on the mirror page? Uh let's see. The last thing that you sent was the drawing. Yeah, the, of the fungus hall. Yeah. I'm going to say that, yes, Maylin has responded. Um, if you collectively want to come up with a really sweet letter. <laughs> wow, fungus. <laughs> wow, fungus. Fair enough. And that's it. Love, Maylin. <laughs> Nailed it, Sarah. Joe, I don't, I don't think it necessarily matters really what it says. Just that it says something. Yeah. Sure. I'm gonna take some time to send a, a message back. I'm, I'm so glad that I'm able to hear from you from time to time. It's been getting really rough. Kidnapped. We got tortured. We fought and battled. And just knowing that there's this constant in my life that I can keep coming back to, it makes it all worth it. Aww. That was really cute. And like also really hard and heavy and sad. Like, hey, my life sucks, but I'm glad you're in it. The night question mark passes. Either way, you're able to get your full eight hours not knowing 
when exactly you wake up as far as like day night cycle is concerned like it, it doesn't really matter yeah it's just a, a full rest you securely locked the lot of you inside the protected room well shall we do this yes before we go any further Auric Waftrin is not awake is he breathing yeah that's gonna be my first check Waftrin is not breathing Waftrin has passed well Auric is sort of like stunned is the wrong word it just like sinks in for a second and they just pause yeah A part of them then gets really angry, just in general. That it's hard to direct that anger at anyone in particular. And uh, I want to flavor this as that, like anyone who is uh, sensitive enough to the arcane, gets the faint impression of the like spirit bear that's sort of connected to me. Um, as if it's standing there with me, but it looks different than it normally does. It's normally this kind of like, like ghostly green or blue, um, but this time it sort of glows with the like purple black, dark energy that my um, hexblade does, and like it just looks angrier and meaner and more feral. So it's it's less so an actual like image, more so an impression of it standing there and just like being livid. Uh, and just like the overall, like my body is looks a little more tense. I'm just, I'm furious. Um, once every, once we get this going, I'm gonna start, you know, putting people where they go. Specifically, Kelby and Waftrin, the two people that the the gnomes are, their people, and so that's who they're gonna focus on. I think that this process now has started, and you're getting the gnomes situated and. Grimton, Briston, and Herrick are situating the Grey Dwarves. Um, do you, Grimton, exhume the uh, the other Durgar yeah. from where you already laid it and then bring it into the here? Yes. Okay. Six bodies in an empty chamber. So, Grimton, what god did you say you want to be the protector of this? Moradin, the dwarf father. Moradin, would you be okay with joint spiritual protection as well? Sure, I see why not. If you can pray to Moradin and I'm going to pray to Spirit Bear. Um, I have never actually like consecrated a space before. Um, so I pull out my sage and I hand some to Grimton as well. Is there anything else you want to say or do before we get started for real for real before my prayers to Morden, i like arrange the bodies in similar crevasses as previously described mm-hmm. vaults within the actual stone walls then let's begin i'm starting with a silent prayer to great bear so that it's not multiple voices going on at once unless you want multiple voices going on at once joe or what you could do is we could really confuse people and yes he could do his thing i could do my thing and then you could layer them over each other that would be that would be most accurate to what would be happening
Grimton takes out the hilt of his grandfather's sword in one hand and... Mora Linde creates a quick spark and lights her bundle of sage. She grabs the two amethysts that he's found in the other. Smoke is starting to billow as she walks around the enclosure, the space. So in common... In Dwarvish. Moradin, Dwarf Father. Great Bear. Here we have... Before you... A few Dwarven and Gnomish friends. The souls of six corrupted by means of which I do not know. Who have lost their lives in the Underdark in honestly the worst way. May you guide them Give them peace, peace and safety here in this new resting place. Um, she comes back to the center out of my staff and in the ground where it hits there's like a little bit of light and that's where the root system of what is going to be a huge system of fungi um, is beginning and around the edges where I walked around you can see the glowing the luminescent mushrooms and blues and purples start to pop up around create growth you and new, new life, life in this place so that they may spring forth and carry out justice in whatever plans you have for them henceforth wanted to add um, just to like carve into the stone just above the the door um, a few words to like name this place essentially um, and they're in they're in gnomish but the words are gala machamuri which means light that slays the dark Harum. Harum. I haven't done I haven't done druid shit in like months. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this is Or it says, what do you mean you literally <laughs> saved the entire town like Two a week ago? ago. And a half yeah. ago. <laughs> uh He grabs the two amethysts that he's found. Hi. Hold on. 
Oh. <laughs> I hear a baby. <laughs> my door was unlocked. My two-year-old cousin just walked in. <laughs> Super cute. She's cute as a button. Yeah.